0: You're listening to Strange Assembly, episode 43, Advanced Scout. This is Strange Assembly, a podcast about card games, board games, and role-playing games with a focus on the Legend of the Five Rings universe. You can download additional episodes of this podcast via iTunes, or on our website, www.strangeassembly.com. While you're there, you can check out our main page or stop in and say hi on the forums. You can also follow those main page updates on Facebook or Twitter. Any comments or criticisms can be directed to Chris at strangeassembly.com. Enjoy the show! Welcome back to Strange Assembly. I'm Chris Stevenson, and here with me today are J.R.L. Hello. And Justin Birdie. Hi. And uh, as you may have noticed, yes, we still are on our older equipment. So, but we hi. did have uh, at least one person donate to get us a little closer to getting the newer equipment back running, and that was Jeffrey Velade.
1: Velade, I don't know. Did he say Okay,
0: it? V-A-L-A-D-E. Yeah. I uh, I was guessing Velade, but... I've been told that I butcher people's names, so. But he also made an interesting comment. He's a crane player, and he asked that we uh, be a little nicer to the the, the crane. And I would I maybe think because base. our well, in our last episode, we had a crane clan player, and I know that there well, at least you know we had a crane clan player come on our forums and say, "Oh, it's great that you actually have a crane clan player on there." But out of the people on the last episode, it was the crane clan player who yeah. was the least positive about the Crane Clan.
2: Well, I mean, everybody wants to learn about how bad their clan is. We well, like yeah. suck. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Well, I, well, that's that actually is true. This is your cue to say how tra- bad Dragon are right now.
1: Uh, Scorpion, you mean? Uh, I can't say that um, with a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But but, uh, but that that's actually true. I mean, you know, there's,
0: there's always to some extent a clan perceives itself in the CCG as worse off, and sometimes in the story as worse off, than other clans perceive them. I could actually see a situation... You know, to some extent, if we're talking about how great a clan is, that may annoy the clans of that player base because...
2: They disagree. They
0: disagree. They think that their clan isn't in a good shape. Just think so what was the our biggest thing. How many times do we talk about how Ninja was oh, yeah. better than a lot of yeah. Squirtland yeah. players thought it was? So that kind of made me think, and maybe our, our audience out there had an opinion, what... If you are a consider yourself an ex-clan player, what is it that you want to hear about your clan? What way do you think we address, you know, other than obvious, like, Kevin hates Scorpion stuff, um, (laughs) all spider players want to kill me, that sort of thing. What, What, if anything, do people want to hear differently about how we address different clans? It doesn't necessarily mean we'll... You know, do it you <clears want>, once, <throat> because, you know, that's not how the show works.
2: Uh, on, on the yeah. other hand, we have been paid money, so we will not badmouth the crane that much this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, if you want to follow through your whims, uh, money doesn't hurt.
0: Yes. No, and, and when we get to the Emperor Edition Starter Deck stuff, I uh, actually... I don't know if the Crane players will like what the Emperor Edition starter box says about the Crane, but I think it makes for an interesting story, so I think that's a positive. So uh, today we will talk for a bit about what is in the Emperor Edition starter decks and some other random stuff that's come up. Those, of course, are not out yet. We will also have a look at the upcoming Thunderstone Advance, and we will also have a much less useful look at the upcoming Kote season again, and uh, maybe a little bit of refinement of our discussions from last time.
2: Spoiler alert, Paragons are good.
0: <laughs> yeah, there are... This is I, I, I further solidified <laughs> my opinion that there are some decent spells out there too. Yes. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, let's see, but uh, first we have, I don't think, I don't know if it's been officially announced on, on forum things, but because distributors always get this information, we know that the next expansion will be called Embers of War.
1: Yeah, it sounds right.
2: And you're, you're the one with the interweber net of Trons. Yes, Embers of War.
0: And we know that the strongholds in it are going to, are going to be Lion Spider and Unicorn. Hmm. So, I guess that's what we know what they are, but if you for you guys uh, Justin and Jay, if you had been picking three themes to get you strongholds, what would they have been?
2: Uh, Phoenix, Rattling, and who cares about the third? No. um... I
1: wouldn't be surprised if Unicorn ends up getting something. I mean, I was honestly thinking the Unicorn Tactician Box is kind of funky, how it's like, you know, s- sit a guy at home, draw a card. You know what I mean? It is different. I mean, I, I don't, don't know, know if that means a... it needs a new. No, I'm right. not saying it does or anything, but it. I mean, I think it plays a little weird for a, you know, military deck. I mean, obviously, card draw is awesome. Everyone loves card draw and all that, but it's a stronghold which is actively saying, "Leave this dude at home."
0: Yeah. Right, well, my number one choice, and if I'm just a homer, would be Dragon Monk. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, because out of out of all the, the box, th- though, you know what? I mean. You're- I, I like the box that Dragon's got, but... Well, but well, it's one all... that
2: they've had for a while. Yes. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's old. It, it
1: was
0: one theme that didn't get a new one, and I think that the theme is in poor shape, so, hey, new box. Yeah, again, the archetypal thing that you could make a sub-theme box for was Dragon Fire Token things. Man, if I if all my guys would just come in to play with the Fire Token on them... There's yeah, could Kiyo ki- 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 oh, that would actually become good.
1: Well, uh, <laughs> last well a couple arcs ago they did that. They gave Ninja a box that just gave all the Ninja plus one force, and then they started printing all the Ninja with less force to make up for it. Well, so.
2: you could just do it. All make your... it a
1: zero force fire token or something. No, no,
2: no. it all your guys have minus one force and come out with a plus one force fire token. That's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> it's entirely to trigger the fire token. But if you have that as an A as a minor A trait and then a B trait that goes off of that. You it could be okay. Yeah,
0: well, it, you're. I don't know what you it, could the do. The same kind of discussion you people had, about you know, at some point, I think Case maybe it was discussed on a Roku cast episode where he he had suggested maybe for what you just have to do for a Kensei box would to make them work at that point was just you know, print a box where every Kensei came in with a zero force token,
1: mm. weapon token. I, I mean, it's maybe it, if you get a box that spits out a fire token every turn and. Does nifty things to fire uh, tokens. Yeah, you could know.
0: have limited give somebody a fire token, and then that, maybe
1: battle give a fire token an additional bonus. Yeah,
0: it's not it's not necessarily what the specific thing is. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. It does. It is a uh, you know, it's an on-off switch. You know, the cards.
2: Right, something to if they be don't the have the
0: fire tokens, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah threshold always a uh, always a tough thing to to set, but uh, I'm not sure. What other themes?
2: Uh, crane scouts. I feel like that's that's another. Odd... You don't like that bar. It's not that I don't like that. It's just that it's. I I could s- totally see a completely different direction to go with that. Yeah.
0: How about lion scouts? They have, like, they the have, boxes, a, scout. they have a weird terrain. They have it a just box. gives you terrain. Yeah, they the have terrain. a scout
2: theme this arc.
0: Right. Exactly. Yes, they do. Yeah, of course, now that I I asked for three, I guess. So there's Lion. Yeah, maybe that's that's one of the three. Obviously, Dragon Monks isn't one of them. Uh, Yeah.
1: Are there any themes for Spider that... I mean, I don't know. uh, I don't think they're
0: going to give a new Goju box.
1: Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the Goju box is fine. I haven't seen a
2: Goju deck, but... Right, I think the Goju problem right now is not their box, but their personality base. Well, we can get to that when we... uh... (laughs) Well, I mean, just... Yeah. it's well, one of I, those many themes that is new enough that they just didn't have as much of a personality base to draw. from. And a lot of the old Goju
1: people that right. you know they might have had access to were not the most phenomenal personalities in the world.
0: Well, I think all their people are are new. Basic, almost uh, if not yeah. all of them, then almost all of them are, are new personalities for the Goju theme, either from 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 all the prior sets or an Emperor edition. <clears throat> I'm trying to think what I've heard people complain about the box being bad. Everything. She, I've heard I've heard complaints about Q Natomo. I've heard complaints about whatever the spider commander box was. I don't know. Okay. Well, anyhow, that's what the next thing is. And our discussion has absolutely nothing to do yes. with what's actually in the set. Right. So, enough mediocre
2: spitballing for no points. No yes. points.
0: No points. Okay. Uh, don't forget the, the Cote, the Atlanta Cote, will be on March 3rd. Be
2: there and/or B Square. <laughs>
1: Your judges are all here. Yes, yes. this is...
0: Us, the three of us is the Kote staff. So, uh, uh, yeah, it's at Tower Games. Of course, you can go on the Alderac forums
1: and get the full listings. It's moved since last year, but only, like, five miles yeah, away yeah,
0: the, from where it used to be. The new address is there. It's it's the same store, but just, yeah, slightly different location. You get lunch with your Kote fee again. So, and uh, and we do something that we do a little bit differently with our prizes, I think, is that we try to hand out lots of packs to everybody who shows up Yeah. instead of just concentrating it up. So if you come, you're going to walk away. You're going to you're get products thrown at you. Yeah, you're going to... Yeah. Well, I mean, that's... There's, no, that's no. let not we're, make it sound like we're going to drop half a box <laughs> on everybody who shows no, up. No, no.
2: We're literally throwing products at people. I'm going to sit at the table and just throw booster packs at the tables. Whatever you catch, you get to yes, keep.
0: but, but everyone will get to walk away with more than just the Kote promo pack. And, uh, and yes, and the short fiction contest for the honor event. Yay. So do not, it does not have to be like it's max a thousand words. That doesn't mean you have to use a thousand words. So, okay, but we, we do have the starter decks. The starter decks come out, the Emperor Edition starter decks come out later this month. And then there's the the storyline tournament with its special promos for the the limited release events. As has been previously announced, the starter decks are are I, go, I, I call them like they're like fat packs because they come for twenty five bucks. They come with a fully constructed starter forty forty with a and then plus a stronghold and bamboo harvesters and border keep. Uh, and then they also come with three booster packs, one each emperor. <coughs> Before the Dawn and, S- and Second, Second City. City, you get the three other strongholds for your
1: clan. You get four random rares thrown in. Again, you get the like four usual. random
0: rares, yes. And then, so that's all, all all basically the stuff that we knew came in there.
1: Get Imperial Favor. You get a clan favor.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, the other cards you get—you get five. You get a five Koku card. You get some reminder information. Let's face it—if you are listening to this podcast. You probably know what the Imperial Assembly is, but but it's there. you get a card about it. Uh, the customer service.
2: Although, like me, you probably forgot that about the charity card that they have available. Stone of remembrance. Yes. Yeah,
0: five bucks. Uh,
2: Somehow, I forgot the stone of remembrance.
0: <laughs> good for you. There is the experience, a personality send in that we we knew it was going to be in here in each starter deck. There are eight different personalities, normal guys, and then your clan champion. I think it's it's eight guys. Each of those nine personalities gets a little bio, and if you want, you can mail in the bio of a personality along with the experience of personality card, and for each clan, the one of those eight personalities who gets the most cards mailed in will get an experienced personality in a later uh, event. Everyone has, has wanted to comment on this, so let me also note that... There is a little bio <laughs> card for your clan Kami. He is not a champion, but he's also not a personality, so you can't actually send him in with the experienced personality him or her to to try to get another one. So, sorry no Shiba XP, XP 8 or whatever. Oh, whatever. No, no, yeah. it was, the was
2: the, who would be
1: XP 8. Yeah, the Thunders were the yeah. XP 7s. So... Uh, you also I mean, get two of the clan-specific glory cards, yes. which is one short of actually getting a real yes. thing out of because it.
0: Because I believe we, we were speculating on our last episode of what you would need. We now know what you need for the glory cards and to actually get a full set of the full bleeds and a full set of the the rings, you have to accrue something like 8 of every ring and 21 of every glory card. Yes. Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's a lot. Now, in the, the deck, in addition to the cards, you get 6 sheets of tokens. What exact tokens you get depend on what your, your starter, what, what clan it is. For example, the dragon deck, all of them are different kinds of plus one force tokens, but <laughs> half of them are fire tokens. And then there's a page of revenge tokens, a page of sake tokens, and a page of yeah. force tokens. Each, when I say page, that's a little sheet of, of six. I think. Almost all of the clans have revenge tokens and sake tokens and force tokens as three
1: of the sheets, right? Um,
2: Almost not all of them, but
1: all, a large number of them. Scorpions got poison and sake and force and cheat. So no revenge. Okay, yeah. The uh, Some of them get wealth
0: tokens. Uh, the crane get uh, little favor, favor tokens, tokens to put sorry. on cute Natomo. I mean, it's it's stuff that's going to be generically Mantis useful. get a whole
2: bunch of minus two gold,
0: gold, costs. gold cost tokens. <laughs>
2: And, of, of course, for Mantis, wealth tokens.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, yeah, the Mantis and the Unicorn maybe got wealth tokens, yes. at least. And you get a rule book. Yes, for the first... Yeah, big, old get, rule
1: book. A a big rule
0: rulebook. It's a big book. It is
1: a... It's a fat, rule pretty book. sturdy, fat rulebook. So it's, it's basically a 150-page book. But, I mean, it's normal card size and yeah, all that, but it's what, colored, it's pretty good, you know, production value and all that. It looks nice. Yeah, it reminds me of the, uh... Of the, it's not, it's not that big, but the Star Wars, the
0: Decipher Star Wars CCG <clears throat> special edition, mm-hmm. Starter Deck came with the, uh, you know, big the rule glossary. book that was this long, yeah. Wow.
2: Wasn't it, it was not the uh, rule book, it, it was the glossary Yeah, that well, was giant giant words. Wow.
0: Yeah, that's because that game had the rules and then it had, you know, each expansion had 17 pages of special rules for how the Hoth, you know, worked the shields worked and or, yes. Uh, each clan also gets a fold-out with a clan-specific story. Each of the starter deck boxes, and you were well, actually, Let's how, how big are these? You were putting things in it, Jay. How big now, is it compared to a sleeved deck?
2: Well, I mean, we were able to put in a sleeved deck plus the stack of tokens and still have room to shove an honor counter in there. An honor I mean, counter. It's, maybe it's a, a good-sized so. deck. But yeah. at the same time, you could put just the sleeved deck in there, and there's... I don't think you would fit in well, deck with deck No. Well, I mean, while yeah. there's wiggle room, once you've got the sleeve deck in, it's not so much that the cards are flopping about and would, you know, fall flat on, yeah. onto themselves.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: so, yeah, I think they're nice, very nice uh, deck boxes.
0: Yeah, and if you haven't gone, it, by the time you listen to the, this, up on our website will be pictures of what's in the starter deck and what the boxes look like if you want to check it out. But each of them, it, on the two short ends, it's got yeah. a clan... Mon. On the outside you can see the clan champion and a picture of another personality. Uh, on the top of the box it has a quote from the clan champion, mm-hmm. which is they're all mm-hmm. in the form of we will X. So the dragon one is the mighty mighty We Will Contemplate. Ooh, that's I'm right. Feared. We're gonna think about you for
1: a while. Apparently, nope. the that, that's not right clan. for the,
2: the dragon though, you have to admit.
1: <laughs> the Scorpion uh... clan is going to dominate, apparently. According to Natoshi. Yes.
2: We're going to discover.
1: Discover. Yes, the
0: spider will conquer, which I think we established about 25 years ago. Yeah. The lion are going to prevail. I'm not sure what they're going to prevail over, but they're going to prevail. The unicorn will explore, the crane will govern, the crab will endure, and the mantis will profit. Of course they will. Yes. Uh, On the, the inner part of the box... Uh, I think you've got your guidance and your... More card art for your client. Oh, is it not...
2: It's your uh. The other side is your. Uh, it's
0: the house guard, house guard right? Thank it's, you. Or yeah. is yours not the house guard? I think no, this is the house your guard. You're Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. Yeah. You yeah. have celestial. Yeah the, yeah. the celestial and the house guard, and then two other guys. Two other guys. So. And, the uh, and then on the bottom, of course, you've got a little story. Some of them were interesting than others. This is what I was talking about earlier with the crane. The, the crane story is, uh, sorry, sorry, crane players, is uh, basically wow. The last twenty years have been really bad for the crane. But I, I thought that that was interesting because it's actually more of a things are changing. And I like the dragon story because, again, it was more of a things are changing. The dragon story and some of the, I think maybe the stuff in the dragon, I don't know, something else in the name, But the, the dragon story was, oh, maybe it was the bios when I was looking at. That's right. Each each clan has a little card that's like a bio of the clan, I guess. Yeah. But the the dragon very much have a... They are close to the Imperial line, they are in the second, out in the the colonies, they are, have taken it upon themselves to make sure that the empress's will is enforced, as they interpret it, of course, which may or may not annoy the tar out of everyone else that they're uh, preaching at, that sort of thing. So, I, I like to see that sort of thing, the, the, the Crane had that too, the Mantis have been... Profiting greatly from the Ivory Kingdoms over the last 20 years. Although, as the starter box mentions, and as we just learned in the the Jewels fiction, the the Spider-Mantis monopoly on exploring things in the Ivory Kingdoms is coming to an end that probably has something to do with the upcoming Kote season because there's also a little advertisement in here for Kote 2012 claim lands for your clan
1: to fight over provinces again
0: yeah uh, the other clans I don't know how much we we necessarily learned new the the unicorn box mostly talk you know it talks about how they've built this land route over to the second city the crowd talks about allying with the scorpion and the questions sort of whether or not an empire that teams up with the spider is really an empire that deserves their production the the lion one is also just something about how lousy things have been for the lion yeah. but we've more of gotten a picture of that from the the fiction. Uh the scorpion one is they're going back to being secret guardians and they make them sound <laughs> like the atomo.
1: Yeah. I, they talk about pitting the clans against each other which I you know didn't think was the scorpion's job but you know sure whatever. Yeah. But um it's and not that- their
2: job is their hobby.
1: Yeah, and they they do it. It comes in
0: a a different sort of starter deck box. It's like a looks like a board like game. a board game yeah. box. So it's even got on the back. It's even got the the little icons that they give for age level and number of, number players, of players and time. play time that you'd see on the a board game box. But it's a it's a pretty nice looking box. There isn't anything inside the box to help you use it. To carry uh, anything around, unless you—I mean, if you have—if you actually buy all nine starter decks, you could just use the the starter deck boxes to hold nine different decks in here uh, reasonably well. I don't usually have nine decks together at any yeah. one point in time, on, a, on my best day. So,
2: <laughs> no, but I know several suitcase players who have one of every clan, or have at certain points yeah. in period of time from and among them.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. It'll be a nice carrying case for those kind of people. Yeah. If they don't have it already.
2: Well, plus, personally, I like to keep my my rares in smaller boxes by set, sort of. So this would let me do that and have a couple of decks in and just have one box that I'm carrying around instead of seven.
0: Yeah, so, uh, I mean, the starter decks are, are definitely pretty. I mean, I'm sure that some people will... Not like the the higher price, but you. I mean, you, you, you do get chuck in that. Well, it's it's really just a question of do you. Uh, I mean, you at least you get. Care the I mean, first. the other Emperor edition yeah. pack you you care about anyway, so you're getting a couple of boosters you may not care about. But uh, all in all, it's it's pretty nice looking. I haven't rooted through the the contents of them. I'm not. Some of them are going to make you wince when you try to play them in limited.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Played a couple uh, against
0: each other. and Yeah. Was some of you can just kind of look at and and be like, they do have they cards have from Before the Dawn. And Well, I was actually kind of expecting them to be one theme. I thought that was part of the point of making right. them fully pre-constructed. Uh, I mean, and you are including cards from prior sets. I mean, maybe you just run out of personalities anyway, because obviously you can't reprint rares. So, like, the dragon one is Pillars of Virtue, Monks, and then it's also got Tamori, who... Yeah. You know, can't use the Kiho, and then have their own spells. Uh, I know, the the Crane starter deck had Scouts and Shugendra. Shugenja and Courtiers in it. So I, I'm not sure. We I, I haven't like we haven't sat down and and broken them all down. But uh, yeah. tough, you just show up at your Kote and be a man and play your clan, not the Kote at the at the pre at the pre release. We still don't have floor rules, so we can't talk about what changes there will be yeah. to floor rules. A- anything else in L5R that's that's happening other than the, the actual cards that we're going to talk about uh, after a
1: break? I haven't read the latest story, I don't know.
0: Oh, well, the late, well, the latest story, the, the very latest story was about, about jeweled champions, mostly, and it also, the, the governor of the Ivory Kingdoms, or the colony, or whatever opened up everything, she's like, that's it, we're done with just having Mantis and Spider, which obviously has been in the works, a decision that has been in the works for a while since yeah. it ties in with the Cotec season. It's going to be a new edition of D&D, that's different, although it doesn't really have a difference L5R.
2: Unless they uh, decide to make L5R the Oriental Adventures again.
0: Yeah, well, they'd, I think they'd have to do better, uh, they'd have to sell better to bother with that. The, uh, true.
2: D&D. I'm not saying they will, I'm saying that we yeah, tie it it's in. It's kind
0: of interesting, it's, it's kind of rough for d and I really, really like 3rd and 3.5. Um, everyone did. And I know that there are you know various sort of other reasons and subtleties that people put on it for why 4th edition is getting thumped by Pathfinder, I don't know if it's getting thumped, but getting beaten by Pathfinder, which is basically D&D 3rd edition tweaked. I mean, they're getting beaten by their own old products. And it's sort of like, oh, I'd like to see what they're gonna do next, but it also seems hard for them to come up with something that I'm going to like better than third edition. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean you guys have actually been playing. We played a little before you right. or you did. not
2: much. We did and
0: It it just holidays kind of like it had life yeah. in the the system. Theme mechanics matter, but theme matters, I guess. I mean I was
1: mostly okay with it, but there's some people who I mean, if you like the stuff in third edition, the customizing stuff and the playing around with four or five random prestige classes and all that kind of stuff, you're not going to like fourth.
0: Well, I don't... Fourth lets you
1: make choices. They're
0: not as wide a range, but you get to make choices. The problem that I had with fourth, I mean, the active problem, and maybe I wouldn't have liked it uh, as much as third regardless anyway, was that it didn't... They homogenized all the classes mechanically, yeah. which yeah. made them very, very balanced.
2: But by, completely unflavored.
0: Yeah, but they, they just what, sucked all the flavor right. out of them.
2: What's the difference between the rogue and the fighter other than what little they have available to them?
0: Uh, yeah, what little <clears throat> bonus goes on the end after you stab yeah. the, the guy. But, uh, you can sign up for open playtest for that. If people mm-hmm. care about that sort of thing. But, uh... I don't know why. Sorry, sorry, L5R people insisted on putting the uh, the random D and D thing in there. Doesn't even get its own segment to warn you. Right, and we're much too
2: lazy to edit it out.
0: No, it is not Okay, I don't know if lazy, lazy is right? the wrong word. Is
2: unmotivated and lazy the same thing? Uh, okay. Subtle, subtle, but okay. important difference, I suppose.
0: Uh, okay, let's let's terminate this segment and With tell you guys prejudice. about.
2: No? Okay.
0: Right, yeah. Jay and Chris of Strange Assembly here to talk about the upcoming Thunderstone advance from AEG. Thunderstone was basically the second deck-building game. Uh, After Dominion, it has hit uh, about five expansions, and Thunderstone Advance is something of a reboot and refinement and new entry point into the game. What was your general impression of Thunderstone Advance, Jay? Uh,
2: I enjoyed the game. I I do feel like they did do a good job of refining the the game, making it cleaner, and adding new elements
0: that were interesting yeah uh if you haven't played thunderstone before Mm -hmm. the basic concept it is a a fairly straightforward deck building game or as ag likes to call it a deck building with a, a purpose when it was that was that needed more of a distinction before the the deck building genre started to actually get more different kinds of of entries with it it has a Fantasy, a traditional fantasy D D sort of flavor to it. Although with Thunderstone Advance, they're actually creating more of a backstory,
2: a back story, a, a
0: story and world.
2: This just a little bit right now. It's not. I, I can't say it's great, but it's not a bad story.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think they're they're publishing some fictions on the website. The cards have flavor text now as one of the the changes. I, I think there's more of a thought of what exactly the names and titles on the cards mean.
2: Why why are you attacking all of these random undead? Oh, hey, there's an undead summoner that you want to kill. That's
0: why. Yeah. But yeah, it has a lot of your classic fantasy types. All of the characters are, you know, they're, they're, they're the heroes, rather, are fighters or wizards or thieves or rangers. And the basic things that you do during the course of the game is you build your deck by going to the village and buying equipment and spells and recruiting heroes and then you take them and you go into the the dungeon or the wilderness and defeat monsters or victory points.
2: More or less, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of you you mentioned go or into the wilderness. That was one of the things that I the the new additions with this edition that I liked was before you were only going into the dungeon now you can go into the dungeon or the wilderness. Basically, there's more wilderness to explore, but it's not quite as dark.
0: Yeah, the one of the, I think, a little bit of sticking points about trying to teach people Thunderstone that confused people a little bit was that there was a light penalty based on the rank of where you were in the dungeon, except the numbers didn't add up. Like, a light penalty of one was an attack penalty of two, and... Then you use light to cancel out the light penalty. And they've they've renamed that, so it's now a darkness penalty. And the darkness penalty isn't always minus two. It depends on whether or not you're going into the dungeon or the into wilderness. The, the wilderness. And they actually I think recommend that you start on the wilderness side where it's just a darkness of one is a penalty okay. of one. Right. And and you have the option, yeah, but there are there are now four ranks if you go to the wilderness. And, and when we talk about, uh, you know, the other side of this, there is a full-on board for the game now. It's, it's n-
2: nice and spiffy. You don't have to guess where you should be putting things. Adds a nice order. So it's, it's much better where, uh, hey, these are the spells, these are the weapons, these are the heroes.
0: Yeah, and even if you didn't need that sort of system, because the board itself is not, if you're an experienced Thunderstone player, the board is not strictly necessary, but I think it's especially helpful for, with newer players, like, I mean, I, for me, this is the sort of game where I can get my wife to play it, but it's maybe not her favorite thing, but it's, it's, like, just at the edge of the sort of complexity that she's willing to to tolerate, and the light penalty was one one of those issues. And in Dragonspire, they had introduced the little mini board that was just the dungeon hall, but it was kind of dark, and it was still kind of hard to read what was going on with the light penalties, and it didn't put them as well. And the new board is, I think, it's much sturdier. It's got uh, really nice, yeah, a much a much crisper finish on it. And it's, I think, that one little complicating thing is that it's much more clearly visible on the board, which I think is helpful for teaching uh, new players. The board is also divided into two chunks now. The place where you put the heroes is guilds and taverns. The place where you put the weapons is the armory. The place where you put... Then there's...
2: The items is the marketplace... Spells go into your wizards, college...
0: And then there's just a little section for... town
2: square for the villagers. For
0: villager cards. And the the difference that that also makes is if you're using the default setup rules, it acts as a limiter on a randomized assortment of cards so kind of getting out of hand. You
2: don't end up with 37 weapons and nothing else. Or
0: yeah, there, there are, I believe, three weapon slots two item slots, three spell slots, and three villager spots. In the default setup rules, you can't have more than that for the game. Of course, you also very obviously have an application for that if you're playing some of the epic Thunderstone variants, which they also have in the rulebook here, where you want you know a couple stacks of villager cards, a couple stacks of items, a couple stacks of weapons. It gives you a nice labeled spot on the board
2: one minor quibble with the board basically everything that you want is got a place on the board except the xp there's a there's an area, a blank area where we were putting them but there's no hey let's put the xp here incredibly minor quibble i know
0: that is an incredibly minor quibble but what what else is new in the game there are new starting decks well there's only one returning card in the starting deck although they are largely the same thing the torch is the one returning card. You have the militia and dagger replaced by the regular and the long spear, and they're slightly better. And I I think the point of that is one of the things that I think has been picked up on as as more companies make deck building games. Is it seems to generally be more enjoyable for people if the sort of initial terrible cards go away away more quickly.
2: I think one of the brilliant things Nightfall did was every single card in your Nightfall deck, the opening deck, goes away after you play it.
0: Yeah, and and these don't don't automatically go away or anything, but by making them a little bit better, it makes them less painful. They're, They're still the same basic thing. One attack for the... The regular one attack for the long spear, but there's a bit of a combo where if you equip the long spear on a regular, you get to draw a card. Yes,
2: and also importantly, it's now just two XP to upgrade the regular and get rid of him instead of three.
0: Yes, that that is helpful. Yeah, two XP to go up to nail on hero. The the other new card in the starting deck is the Thunderstone Shard because in the story, you know, with the Heart of Doom expansion to standard Thunderstone, you collected all of the thunderstones and then you got sent into this other world and you released an evil there and i guess the thunderstones got broken so now you start off with two thunderstone shards that are similar to the iron rations rations in that they increase your hero's strength but they also well they are themselves worth a victory point but that doesn't really matter since everyone's got them them, but they also have a spoils ability which uh, still trigger whenever you defeat a monster that just gives you some extra XP. So it's another way of getting you to the more exciting higher level heroes faster and making your starting deck just uh, a little bit more exciting. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean especially with those, I felt like the XP flowed really well.
0: Yeah, yeah, you could you could really start churning a bit faster. Uh, the board also reveals another couple of new things about uh, Thunderstone advance, the, Curse deck is is has replaced the disease deck. So
2: and I I really like that all of the curses have ways to get rid of them. They're all painful to get rid of, but you can get rid of them.
0: Uh, yeah, a lot of them are the standard minus one attack still, although not necessarily, but the ways you get rid of them are sometimes you have to discard cards or spend XP or basically you know, cut yourself off from any further dungeon or village actions. Uh, that that sort of thing. The other new spot on the board is the familiar spot. Uh, now the, the familiars are definitely a little bit of added complexity. I think it's actually recommended when you first, if you're first playing Thunderstone, advance not, not to use the the familiars. The, the familiars are once per game when you defeat a monster, you can acquire a familiar. The top face down card of the familiar deck, it goes into play and it has three abilities on it and at 0 xp 3 xp and 6 xp and if you have if you have that many xp you don't have to spend the xp but if you have that many xp you can use those abilities and it kind of a big thing it does is it provides you with a nice bit for sometimes at the end of the game if you're on a roll beating monsters you can start churning up xp
2: with but, nothing to do with it. Yeah, but
0: never go to the village to, to spend it. And and so you get to use those abilities on your familiar. At the end of any turn where you use the abilities, the familiar gets discarded, goes it goes into your discard pile. Next time you draw it, it immediately goes back into play. So you just lose a, a, a card that turn. It's an interesting addition. I, I mean, you can always just play with that if you want. I'm not sure if it adds enough... Flavor or mechanics to be worth the sort of weirdness that it has compared to the rest of the Thunderstone rules, but I mean, again, you can always just not, not play with it. Uh, I mean, there's there's a reason why it's it's something that you know the first time you play you don't have it, but it also just adds a little bit more variety unless you're Jay. in which case every <laughs> single time you will get the pseudo dragon well, as your familiar. Was more
2: familiar, what can I say? <laughs> he liked me. I liked him. He was a good familiar.
0: Yeah, uh, the, the rule book is uh, very good. A lot of, of timing things in the rules have been clarified. A lot of things are much more precise. You no longer see things like, I, I remember back from Wrath of the Elements, you'd see it, this monster is half damage from whatever. It's like, what does half damage mean? I, there's no damage in this game.
2: Do you, do you round up? Do you round I, down?
0: <laughs> so that's not gone. You know, there's now immune to X. And it's very precisely defined what exactly immune to X means and and just the way that things time with when you can equip a weapon and how you, you do them uh, are, are cleaned up. Some of the other just, you know, changes are the, you no longer have attack and magic attack, you have physical attack and magic attack, so everything is specified. Oh, you, uh, because you already got all the Thunderstones, or you just... The, the victory condition has changed to beating the Thunderstone instead of acquiring, uh, I'm sorry, beating a Thunderstone Bearer, a big monster, a guardian, who holds the Thunderstone rather than just beating the random monster who's in front of the Thunderstone. Or as they they put it in the rulebook, the game is won not when you pick up a rock, but when you <laughs> defeat the Thunderstone uh, Bearer.
2: Which I liked, because it, it did seem kind of silly that, oh, hey, it's a little pud, Get out of my way, I'm
0: taking this, I win. Uh, yeah, it, a little bit more climactic. And it can also can still end if the Thunderstone Bearer gets up to rank 1, then he escapes, and the game is over, and you'll have to go get him some other day. There's a fourth thing you can do on your turn. We, have, we talked about going to the village and buying things, going to the dungeon and attacking. Of course, you can rest and get rid of a bad card from your hand. There's also a prepare you can take, and so your entire turn is going to basically be setting up your next turn where you take however many cards you want out of your current hand, put them on top of your deck, and then that's it. You discard the rest of your hand, draw your six new cards, some of which is going to be the cards that you just put back on top of your deck, and that's all you get for the, the turn. The There are a few minor things with the way destruction works, but well, most of them are minor. The big one is that there's no such thing as delayed destruction anymore. If a monster says battle, destroy a hero, it means battle, destroy a hero. You're going to have to fight without that one. I think they make use of that a reasonable amount with the monsters here. It it seemed like with the selection of of monsters that were in Thunderstone Advance, there was a lot more worrying about how fights were going to end up, that there was a lot more... I mean, the monsters were... it felt like... Felt more interactive with the monsters, I guess, because they actually got rid of stuff. Right, you know, you not, can't.
2: It's not just do I beat your number? Yes, no. It's also, well, I I can beat either number, but this one is going to kill that one, so I couldn't. And yeah.
0: You know, it ultimately ends up just being a, a calculation mostly. Although there was, there were definitely there were there were, there were some classes of monsters that the you know, were like
2: especially.
0: <laughs> yeah. The, well, there was. <laughs> yes, the from the Dark Crystal. The yes. uh, that was from Avians, and they pull cards off the top of your deck and increase their health by an uncertain amount. So are you going to be able to, to beat them uh, or not? Uh, I, I mean, everything is basically still compatible with the old Thunderstone cards. Uh, you can mix them up, uh, although they do look different. The, there's a, been a pretty major graphic redesign. They're no these-
2: longer using Warlord art.
0: Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, the last several expansions.
2: Any of these cards, I don't understand.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, there's new icons. the The heroes have sort of an icon on the show, what kind of class they are. The the heroes now have a race as well as a class, like they're humans or elves or dwarves or.
2: And sometimes that comes into play. Those that was, that was a weapon that's like, oh, this is a dwarven weapon. Any dwarf can use it, regardless of their strength. Uh,
0: yeah, and and anybody else is going to have a hard time because yeah. it was a high weight. There's no longer an icon for level. They decided to. Declutter the left side a little bit, and now the on the, on the title line, it's got the name of the hero, and then below that it says, you know, human fighter level one, or or as the, the case may be, there is flavor text now. The, there's more room for art and text. They've got rid of borders to fill everything up uh, as much. For me, at least, I I liked the new changes. The cards look nice. Uh, the printing looked good. Uh, the one thing i did not like was that the weapons and items are just static shots of the weapon or the item on this sort of pinkish red background that the photography
2: studio yeah
0: that makes them all look kind of same so you look down in your hand and you
2: don't immediately notice that that is not a sword yeah that yeah, the, the, yeah
0: that's a moonstone not yeah. an item. and and you don't and, and because you're mostly seeing the pink when you're fanning the cards out. It's harder to glance down and just pick up the visuals and know, even if it's just two weapons, to know which of the weapons it is. You kind of have to fan it out a little bit more, which uh, I think is unfortunate because a lot of the way that the changes have worked have made it easier for that that fanning to occur. You know, they've already got the icons over on the left to, to look at things, and you get the title at the top, and, and you still have that, but but visual cues are surprisingly important in card games when you're you're cycling through... Yeah. You know, there's stories about when you... About, you know, people playtesting CCGs and stuff and how difficult it can be for playtesters to keep track of cards without art and to the point where you can just put little stickers on little of random art. pictures, yeah. and it, yeah, it doesn't even matter whether or not the as picture like, has anything to do with it. As it, long as it's
2: consistent.
0: Yeah, it just provides a visual cue for people trying to, to keep things apart. So I think it's a shame that that showed up. But I think that was really the only new thing with the way that they did it that I was, I was disappointed in was I wish that those
2: more variation. Yeah,
0: either they didn't have they at least a different background for weapons compared to items, but some more variation of that or more of, more of a zoom in on the weapon where you can more easily the, the the weapon or the item stands out more from the background if the background's going to be the same. But uh you know, I I mean who knows, maybe everybody else will look at it and have completely different graphic design tastes than I do.
2: Stupid subjective arcs. <laughs>
0: I mentioned earlier, there are a number of variants. They've got variants for uh, how you set up the dungeon, variants for how you set up the village, including, uh, you know, the random selection, the the epic Thunderstone, Lanius, Vassal, whatever you want to call it, uh, modifications in whole or in part. Oh, well, the monsters also now have groups or, or levels, so it's like a level one group, level two group, level three group, and you're... With the ones being easier than twos being easier than threes, and your your monster selection by default is a one and a two and a three, to to kind of reduce some of the variability in really easy dungeons or really hard dungeons.
2: Which is not to say you can't still get stuck when oh hey it's three of your level three guys up front, but yeah yeah you well, don't get permanently stuck where. It's all level three guys. Yeah,
0: well, and that's and that's one of the variants that you can do for the the monster setup is to just put all, all of the level one group monsters first, and then mix up the twos and the threes. So earlier on, people can can get things uh, can get things rolling. I don't. Team militia can go. Yeah, well, I think many people find that I guess more important than to me to have it be consistent. I find it to be a little interesting to have things. Change up a bit from game to game, where some games you can plow in there early, and some games uh, you don't get to, and maybe it affects what you you're aiming for for buying. Uh, but to to go in with the story aspect of it, they also have scenarios now where uh, you know it's got a preset side of the board and a certain categories of monsters and a particular guardian. Thunderstone Bear, like in, in Thunderstone Advance, there are three, you know, boss monsters to defeat, and each of them is the boss monster for one of the three scenarios that they they put together the ties each into the story. Each
2: one is a different tower that you're supposed to be attacking.
0: Yeah, yeah, one's got a lot of undead and and that sort of thing, and I thought that was an interesting addition. I I haven't really had. I haven't really hooked into the storyline yet to where I really know, like, okay, I don't know who this character is who we're really fighting, but I at mean, least you I get the whole, okay, you're, you're a necromancer summoning a bunch of undead that's yeah, that have taken over this tower that we have to go through the wilderness to get to.
2: Right, I mean, the story's still too new. I mean, I I read it earlier, and uh, one of the places is, like, Kedlarin, but I kept on, on thinking in my mind it was Kaldarin, because I recently read those books, and
0: uh, yeah, I, I need some pronunciation assistance
2: on some <laughs> of the yeah, cards.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, the, so the scenarios are the Tower of Corruption, the Tower of Compulsion, and the Tower of Contempt. Uh, clearly the the Thunderstone monsters need to have a Tower of Chris. That is truly scary.
2: <laughs> uh, good luck with that.
0: Yes. <laughs> I'm sure that, that's got a very fantasy sort of vibe to it, right? Mm-hmm. The Tower of Chris. Uh, but I think uh, overall... Thunderstone Advance is definitely a good, refinement and an improvement on oh, Thunderstone. Yes, yes. If you already like Thunderstone, I think it's, it's definitely something that you'd want to pick up. Again, it definitely will continue, if you want it to, yeah. you'll continue to work with your existing cards. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a few individual cards here and there that are awkward under the... Right.
2: I mean, the also world. importantly, unlike, sometimes when you get a re-release, it's, similar enough to what you already got that you don't really feel like you should be spending all the money just for a new thing, whereas this I feel like is sufficiently different from the new one, or from the original, that even if you have the original, you're still getting your money's worth by getting
0: this. Yeah, and it does seem to have a good, and if you and if you haven't played Thunderstone before, if you don't have Thunderstone, it's definitely definitely Go the place where you one, want to yes. get into. I mean, one of the things we, we used to have was, you had the original Thunderstone, which had a, a good... Base set selection of cards, but frankly, some of the packaging was the, the packaging of the original Thunderstone was terrible. I mean, yeah. they didn't have the dividers. They hadn't figured out some of the things. They they had XP cards that were, sorry guys, it were was, pretty bad. It, it, it uh, was
2: the second game. The the only competition at that point was Dominion, so they hadn't and
0: uh... and you got and then you got to Dragonspire, and it first introduced having a board and having XP tokens instead of the kind of indistinguishable cards and. It had the dividers and the problem I had with Dragonspire, although I like Dragon Spire, was that as a base game, the selection of cards did not feel very base gamey. It more felt like an expansion. So it was it was like component wise it was the great starting point, but gameplay wise the base game was still the right starting point and it's I never really knew what to tell People, new people, it's yeah. like, I like Thunderstone, I'd like to recommend Thunderstone, but I don't really know exactly what you should get. But now it's definitely got Thunderstone Advance. It's got a good, you know, base set selection of, of cards to go for. Uh, yeah, so, so that's, that's Thunderstone Advance. Uh, if you like the fantasy milieu, if you, like sitting around and, and having fun with people in a in a game that's not super deep, then I think you'll enjoy it. I mean, if you're looking for mega war game, th- four hour strategy, then you know obviously it, it's not aimed at, at that sort of audience. All but right.
2: I mean, if you're looking for that, what are you doing listening to a podcast? It's turn four. Come on, man! <laughs> <laughs> Russia's not going to invade itself. <laughs> you're thinking uh, of France. France will
0: invade itself. And I think on that note, we will conclude... Probably for the best. (laughs) Yes. Thunderstone Advance, uh, we like it. It should be coming out in March. So if you're in the Atlanta area, you can look us up and maybe play it before then. Other than that, you'll just have to wait and buy it yourself. But until you come beating down on my doorstep... I am Chris Stevenson for JRL, and this is Strange Assembly. Now for our last bit today, I think. As of right now, it's our last bit, but if you hear something after this bit, then clearly I was wrong. Uh, we'll, we thought we'd look a little bit more at an emperor. I know we uh, yammered about it last episode, but I imagine that we'll be continuing to talk about the environment for, oh, I don't know... Two years? Three <laughs> years? <laughs> well, we'll stop calling it the emperor environment at some point and start calling <laughs> it the embers and war environment. We can act like we're talking about something new or different. Uh, so... You weren't here at all, Justin, right, when we did the if that was me and Mike and I was there. Oh, you were there? Oh gods. I am <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay, so what do you think different now then? I d I can't see I, I can't even keep track of who shows up for what
1: episodes anymore. I mean I'm still playing the same deck I tweaked it. And I mean the big what tweak What is the same deck? It's Paragon Scorpion. Okay. And the really big tweak I made, I stole the idea shamelessly off the Scorpion forums I basically swapped out the whole gold scheme and was playing nothing but the bunch of six for five holdings and small farms and that's it. And it works phenomenally well. I'm running basically seven holdings and three small farms in the deck and it works pretty good. Yeah, have you what are did you run numbers?
0: What are the chances with with seven, six for five- holdings? Someone
1: was running the numbers and I don't know what it's in the Four to six percent chance of getting gold screwed somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, it's well,
2: well when you only have to hit one holding. Yeah, when
1: you yeah, have to yeah, hit yeah.
0: one, yeah. I was gonna say yeah. yeah. I, I was just curious what they are. It is a it is surprising. Or at least it was surprising to me whenever I when I, I did the numbers at some point. How much lower border keep, and and not just the one border keep, but that second border keep. It's a big deal. Lets you slice down your holding count and still reliably be able to get them. I mean, not even in this going down to 7, 6 for 5 holdings kind of thing, but just running normal, if yeah. you're just running a more normal sort of gold scheme. It was kind of terrifying to, after I ran that, to think about, like, man, how many holdings did we used to have to run? I can't even... And yeah. I think about, like, yeah, you were running 17, 18 16, holdings 18 minimum. holdings. And, and you can almost, you can run, like, 18 holdings under, you know, old school... Is basically you have a higher chance of getting gold screwed than running like fourteen with. Back in uh, my
2: day, we didn't pay for our holdings, and we ran like fifty-seven of them.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm not even talking about free gold. I'm thinking just you know gold or diamond era kind of stuff. Back in
2: the real gold was free holdings. No, back still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we still had corrupted gold. Uh, No, uh, go back in my day. You ran like 25 holdings and still got gold screwed. <laughs> I mean, hell, I'm, back in my day, you just didn't run holdings. Back in you my sum- day, you only had
1: 30 cards in your deck. Yes. <laughs> you only- I'm trying to imagine a deck that's like, you know, mm-hmm. legitimate nowadays where you would need to run more than like 14 holdings ever. <laughs> yeah. And more realistically, it's probably in the 11 to 13. Range. Well, I mean, I'm, yeah. well, I'm I still mean, in the
2: bad habit of the old days. I still run about 15, 16 just out of pure habit. Yeah. And yeah. It
0: may also depend track. on how many massive holdings you of massive attachments you're trying to yeah, I mean, put yeah, on. Yeah, the attachment decks will run a lot, but. But, uh.
1: But if you're running mostly seven gold guys, I'd suggest trying out, you know, just running a ton of six for fives.
0: Yes, and small farms, which, remember. When you're building your deck, they don't count as holdings. No. <laughs>
2: they're events that produce <laughs> one no, gold. They're happy
1: bonus bonuses. <laughs> yes,
2: yes, they're not holdings, they are events. <laughs> I know it's confusing, but it's because they accidentally printed them with the holding border, <laughs> yes. but they are events.
0: Uh, yeah. If you put seven holdings in your deck and three of them are small
1: farms, <laughs> it's not going to go well for you. <laughs> you can play an Oni Summoning deck unlike nothing but small farms, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh But other than that, Scorpion paragons and Paragon red cards are still good a week later. Yeah. Did you have any did you feel you had any
0: new or different insights, Jay? Oh,
2: I mean I I I completely changed decks. I was not happy with the with the, the specific build that I have been doing of the Henshin deck I felt was a little too wonky, and I didn't feel like tooling it, so I went and I found an honor deck, because I want to play honor, and, uh, I like the honor deck. It's not quite as weak as I was expecting it to be, though it does still suffer the problems of, uh, it's, it just is not... This is the Inquisitor lethal. honor deck you were playing. Yes, the Inquisitor yeah. honor deck I was playing, and once again, I... My classic problem with playing an honor deck is I just don't feel like there's a huge amount of honor kill, effectively, such that I can send you away, but you just come back next turn.
1: Yeah, where it's like I'm facing three guys this turn, and next turn I face six. six.
0: Yeah. Well, that, what do they call that? Dueling.
2: He has a point. I, I, I'm orange, not powder blue. <laughs> or yellow. I, I don't just randomly slap <laughs> dueling into things.
0: Yeah, Oh, uh, yeah, no dismissing the curve for you, either. No, nope. no.
2: Nope. Well, the- Trying to
0: think how many... There's at least one of the magistrate actions that
2: can just
0: kill, but it may... Re- does it require dishonorable status? Oh, yeah, well, yeah. and naked. Yeah, they have, they have uh, to be naked. Well, Stupid, you know, sneaky we
2: followers.
0: Yeah, yeah, we have yeah. All these, We keep we having these battles where you, uh... You engage, and then all of a sudden yeah. everybody gets great for reward followers and Nakanu Technique followers, right. and everyone start comes into
2: the battle naked. And, and right. They start out naked, and then pants appear from nowhere, and suddenly <laughs> yeah. everyone's close.
1: I have a follower, I need have a little a spell, what a shock! Yeah. I had some battles where I was playing like four or five of those actions as the battle started, it was kind of hilarious. Mm. Yeah. Well, hopefully you have something left in your hand after that. Uh, yeah, not a whole lot, it turns out. <laughs>
0: Trying to think about some there was some things when I had had gone back over and, and built some more and, and it's more that, where I? You know, I still don't think that dishonor is great right now, but uh, you know, once Den of iniquity hits, and or, or once or miscalibrated dishonor is better. You look at the personalities that the crab can play with. Oh yeah, the yeah. like, Yusugi yeah, is ridiculous. They're all amazing. Well, was, yeah. like one guy who's like, okay, eh. But uh, I, I, that yeah. that is scary that you kind of remember reminded me why, you know, crab players were not just that it was a new and different thing, but it was a new and different thing that had some really filthy guys built in mm-hmm. with it right from the, the start. We had some people comment that we did not give enough credit to the Siege Warfare deck. And you know what? I, I kind of hope that we did give enough credit because it seems to be that where people are going with that is, you know, the Kyle themselves maybe aren't that great, but you could just put a bunch of other military stuff, which probably just means that the stronghold is too good. Yeah, right. If that's the case, and you can really make a tier one deck by playing just based on half the military and... out of that. I mean, yeah. you, you still. I mean, you actually have to run some number of siege and castle stuff. Although the the tactician cards are better than I was. I was recalling the sort of availability of, of decent tactician cards, like, uh, I mean just, Consideration and Control of board and Strategic Sacrifice, there's actually some, some decent stuff in there, although, man, there's a lot of good generic cards for everything to, to compete with.
1: Yeah, looking back, it, it's surprising how many really good cards that just don't care what you play. Yeah, what? And I'm playing Brawl and Golden Steel and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, well, and I think uh, Suckering Strike strike because there is a pretty large amount of bow, it feels like, or you can run a deck that have a pretty large amount of bow, and you don't have to be straight. I mean, in addition to just a good effect, you don't have to be straight to use that. You're going to have nobody. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, you're going to have somebody for presence. But uh, to get out of that, I don't know. I played against uh, Mike's Political warfare today. He, the game was close. He didn't feel just yeah. hapless with that, but yeah, it, it, it does. I, I I got to looking over more. I kind of had to agree with him that they that the crane do feel like they have a series of themes that are not on the the great side of things. I mean, they're not bad, but they're not not so easy. That you're really going to be scary about showing up
1: uh, across from you. You can still feel a good deck for sure, but.
2: Right. Okay. I, mean, what, and... I, I sort of feel like Emperor Edition going in, everyone's about average on par, but that's because well, clans that a have really decks. good <laughs> yeah. themes also have really bad themes, so the average is out. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Crane, all of their clans are good. All their decks are good, but right. not amazing. Yeah. Right. They don't have that one amazing deck. Mm. Well, and there are just.
0: For, for each of. Yeah, for, for each of their honor themes, which is they they have a number of really good cards, which is why I I kind of I still sort of like the Kitsuki Investigators better, although the Kitsuki Investigators I think maybe have an overall less helpful range of personalities. You yeah. just get to smush the two cranes fate decks together and pick out the the best stuff. You know, you could you can pull if you want. I, uh, you may have issues with your focus values at some point in there, but you can pull stuff like Sanction Duel and Steel on Steel and discovering a conspiracy away from the, the magistrate decks. And then you can have Empress's Address and Accidental Confession and dismissing the cur out of the the, the courtier deck. You've got a super ability to make use of Duel of Haiku uh, yeah. on top of that. And you just like blown through half of your fate deck with, with cards that feel fantastic. I, I don't know that just smooshing them all together like that is necessarily the you know, the best uh, ends up with the most tuned deck and you still have to deal with your personalities not having as much personal honor on, on, on the whole but uh, but really, really nice I, I, I was kind of in an I don't know position about some of the Shugenja honor I've, I've definitely, I don't see how Tamori the Tamori pull it out right no. now you might run Kitsuki out of the Tamori Stronghold with the Tamori unique guy who's awesome with the stronghold, but uh, I don't know really about the rest of the Tamori. They just they don't seem to to get it done. What, what about Lion? We got to to see some more Lion today. Do we have anything to add to them Other than, yep, Lion Paragons are good. Yep, that Tactician box is really great.
1: Yeah, basically all I played was the Tactician box and Paragons and. That's about all I have to say, really. I mean, it was the same kind of thing again.
0: Yeah, their, their scout selection is still mostly
1: lousy, although at least Sakasa is really good. And I think um, Randy was playing the four copies of Iron Will, Effortless Counterattack, or something like that.
0: Well, I think he had four copies of Cast Aside the Weak. Oh, yeah. Cast Aside and, and four copies maybe. of Effortless, yeah. yes, because he is, it. he's playing mostly Paragons out of the Tactician box, and then with the Tacticians that have open and limited abilities that will trigger the box. Yeah. So, That's a pretty good duck. Yeah, I mean, I think it's... Is it a Koto Makatai? I think it's the new version of the guy who is Tactical Limited. Create a follower. He's really, really good out of the box. I mean, he costs 8. I know line players, mm-hmm. he costs 8. But, uh... That nice, nice. I don't remember exactly what we said about the the Mantis Shugenja, but let me lump them in with the uh, the Phoenix Shugenja. They, I mean, the, the decks can share a lot of the same cards, but the, you know the the non-negatable naval spell stuff could be really yeah. fancy.
1: Got to play against that some today too, and it's pretty nasty. The non-negatable everything was really obnoxious. Go home. Go home. Dog. Go home. Nope. Um, bye. bye Yeah, bye-bye. and they and it's pretty solid, despite
0: the fact that their personalities are
1: they're almost all just blank. I mean, they're blank naval guys. But
0: it it, it turns out that as we may have learned from uh, Sawa, what's his face, I'm blanking on his name. The naval like one goal Mizuhiko? guy, Mizuhiko. Mizuhiko yeah, yeah. yeah. The first naval Shugenja is really, really good, and it's I like st- not so. Yeah, I had hoped uh, for this weekend I had hoped to actually build the Phoenix build and play with the Phoenix uh, Elemental Destruction? Yeah, the military Shigenja did not have the chance to, to do that and see if it's as quite as good as I think it is. I don't know. Do you, I mean, have you looked at that, Jay? Can you... How well does it work blending? You know, you want fire guys for some of this and water guys for my broken kata and... Uh,
2: <laughs> I I don't know I haven't I haven't spent a lot of time on it just because I I want to play new things, but uh I mean it, it. On the one hand, it looks good, but on the other hand, unlike the mantis, where they're fairly heavily water and thunder, we're a little more diverse in our elemental traits. So it's hard to get good Shugenja with the element traits you want necessarily. Well, I think for that.
0: You're trying to look at the guys that are designed for or fit best with that. I think for the the military Shigenja, they're almost all, they are almost all fire or water. Yes. So I think that's kind of what you're... And I mean, right now you basically have to split them in the deck. It's not like you can just make a deck full of fire Shigenja or water yeah. Shigenja. For them, and then what well, you've got a lot of air in the uh,
2: air, air void, and earth, a little smattering of earth in the inquisitors, yeah,
0: yeah. But most of those guys you would never put in the military no. deck, so uh, and then a few random ones that are like, I don't know any deck that this goes in because it like you're a shugenja that's still you're a two four for six with four personal honor, that's good for an honor deck, but you have
2: none of my keywords. Do you play? any of the stuff like that in the Inquisitor deck, or is it just straight Inquisitors right now, and Magistrates? The, well, right now, the Inquisitor deck does not have enough in pure Inquisitors, so it does round out with four personal honor people. <laughs> I mean, the the build I'm playing right now, I'm playing with a four personal honor courtier. Not even a Shigenja. It's <laughs> is it weird. Not, is it straight and
1: holding?
2: Straight and holding. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, it's good. Of... Uh, Free spell. Uh, I'll get my indomitable homes, buy stuff, and keep them up for D. But yeah, uh, I, st- I still ran into a couple times of the problem of oh, I may have presents, but you killed my shugenja.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're uh, let's see, the your order of chikai. Yeah, they're not going anywhere, are they? At all, right now.
2: Not, not that I've seen. No,
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, I forgot how truly spectacularly weak their card pool
2: is. Mm. Well, and also, also part of it is that maybe I'm mistaken, but they, they look like they want to be dueling and dueling is a scary proposition right now because it's so different, it's really hard to know what to make of dueling. So Crane's going dueling because, hey, they're Crane, they duel. I don't think anyone else is really trying dueling yet. Really- I mean, personally, I, I can't speak to anyone else, but personally, I want to get more familiar with the new dueling rules and know how to actually duel before I start playing a dueling deck competitively. Well, the... the
0: presumably any Kitsuki deck is going to be dueling. I mean, the, if you're playing out of them, sure. the box duels, if you're playing out of that. Uh, but yeah, you're also... the Phoenix yeah, it wants the duel, but it's got, what, Audit Witness and Steel on Steel?
2: Pretty much, yeah. That's and a, then
0: it's got yeah. a guy with a printed duel, but really it's an ability that would normally just be Battle Bower Guy. You right. just have to go through all these cards to get the exact, exact So yeah, you're dueling, but I don't. It's not the the duelist keyword looking cards are not very good no. overall, and they never have been. Yeah, well, and they're and it's interesting because the that 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 basically stands alone. I mean, there are three dueling decks. But that's the only one that's really a military deck. I mean, the Crane Magistrates actually do have Force.
2: But they're not a pure military deck. But, yeah, yeah.
0: so they need a, in some ways, some of the stuff that they need is just completely different, might be different sorts of cards. Right, they don't really
2: care about the Honor Dueling card. I mean, Odd Witness is nice, but,
1: you know...
0: Yeah, I mean, you'd always... And
2: then also, I think I mentioned this before, that the cor- the scorpion yojimbo they've got a couple courtiers that are blatantly oh hey this is the support courtier I'm I'm just I just don't think we have any right now support shugenja for that deck unless I'm forgetting someone no well, no, no I well,
0: I went through yeah and I I didn't there wasn't anybody who really felt like oh this is a good one the best you can do is oh this one's cheap or oh this is just guys just I mean. Like, I'm a really expensive Elemental Master of Earth, I guess yeah, I can... Yeah, pretty much, that's... Uh,
2: yeah.
0: Uh, but they, uh... They also need them less, though. I mean, the the Scorpion Paragrons, that... You need, need the that's that, Yeah, you've got yes. to have that. These, I mean, you definitely want to have a Shugenja out there somewhere, but you're not losing as thing. much. Yes. Also, Chibadangero, or whatever they're calling it these <laughs> days, <it's> ridiculous! <laughs> I, I you know again, yeah. just going through all the personalities there are all these clans that have for two gold, anywhere else basically, you get two force and two chi. Or if you're a lion you get Matsu head You know, so you get three force for, for two two gold. But Dandro is a two three with a fantastic ability. Yep. That's not fair. <laughs> 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 I hope I never have to hear a Phoenix player complain about Miramoto Izuna getting printed. Who? <laughs> uh, but let's see. Yeah, you already talked about the the scorpion. They they still yeah. They don't have a bad team. I think it's a pretty good time. I mean, I mean that a lot of sludge, I mean, there's some some that are better than others. Some that are not. You know, fantastico. But I, I mean, think I don't feel like the magistrates
1: not, or the courtiers are you know fantastic, but they're fine. I think ninjas, I I really wanted to try them. I kind of ran out of time to do it, but it's the same kind of thing where it's just built on the back of all the scorpion ninjas have amazing battle actions printed on them.
0: There's a lot
1: of, yeah, fantastic And again, stuff. the same box where you're nuking people in their provinces again.
0: Yeah, <laughs> nuking people in their provinces, and it's got a kill action now. Yeah. You've got your own fancy holding. I... Forgot when we were talking about the last time that the Crimson Mark is around. He does not yeah. suck. Yeah, never safe to annoy people with. Spider, I think that the Goju... I don't... You know, I, I kind of remember the Goju personalities being worse than they are, I think, going back over them and and looking mm-hmm. over them. I think there actually were at least a few more here at decent and only a couple who were like, Egh. not that that's really a stunning endorsement. <laughs> yeah. It was slightly better than I remembered Not all the personalities were... <laughs> uh, although, again, you can only go so far with the... Uh, with the amazing uh, box. With the amazing yeah. box, like that. Yeah, I'm also... Yeah, the commanders... I'm not impressed with any of the commander selection of personalities. I mean, not that there isn't anyone who's any good in that, that chunk of stuff. I mean, Moto Zhao and Huarang uh, and are great for the unicorn, but I mean, nobody is really great. Horang
1: just bows and screams. For
0: the the spider and and as a as a clump, all of those commanders on on average are feel a little lacking. Although again, fate and strike is is pretty filthy. So I, I'm also yeah the, the battle maiden personalities were maybe not as good as I was recalling them.
1: A lot of the battle Being, maiden personalities are never, you know, amazingly impressive. There's some ridiculous actions, obviously, but...
2: Yeah, they're just paradigms on horses. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's only been a week or two, or however long it's been. But, you know, since we last talked, so yeah, we don't have any Nothing's big really earth-shaking yeah. changes in our opinions, but I, I guess the a little bit of tweaks, maybe cranes, a little worse than we were thinking crab and mantis are a little better, spider, I think spider's a little... But oh, no, they still got the dark paragons though, and the, 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 the commanders, yeah, but I think Unicorn, looking at Unicorn again, they felt worse than I recalled them being. Not that that makes, you know, Battle mains a bad deck or something, but, yeah.
1: Of course the three sure of us in the room are the ones who actually aren't participating in the Atlantic Cote.
2: Woo yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. We we don't have to play in anything until right, that's
2: sort of April why been, yeah. April. You know. Right. That's sort of why I've been unenthused about playtesting is I don't want to burn out already. Uh I haven't been
1: unenthused, I've just been busy. That too. I mean I can heavily tweak one deck, but yeah. trying to maintain multiple decks is a little bit much at the moment.
2: Tor doesn't play itself, so <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> MMOs will do that to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How long until that goes free to play? A long time. <laughs> It'll be a while. It's still doing fine. Yeah. Well, what, what was the last. How many MMOs charge anymore? EverQuest? Uh,
0: Tor, wow.
1: Um, EverQuest does. I um...
0: mean, Star Wars Galaxies did until Tor killed it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a few things around that still charge. I'm pretty sure that like Ion charges, um, are they still around? I yeah, no, Ion still around and charging. Hmm. Um, City of Heroes is free now.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I, mean, I so keep that, being
2: tempted to go back, but then I'm like, yeah.
1: You're. I mean, you're not missing anything at City no. of Heroes.
0: Right now,
2: I'll spend like 20 minutes in the costume creator and then leave. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I guess experience.
0: part of the reason when I like if I if I sit down and try to play an MMO, I I would just be like. Why am I not? Why, why don't you just build this as a normal RPG with like a real story that I can just do instead of having all the pointless grinding joking? Well, junk well, in well
2: then you would love Tor, but then Tor is
0: supposed to actually have yeah, story? Tor,
2: it's like Mass Effect, but there's all these other people, and then you're doing yeah. quests that are the same thing over and over again. But it's all <laughs> nice and pretty because they ask you very politely to go and kill Tin, <laughs> whatever it is, instead of just being like, oh yeah, go kill Tin with that.
0: Yes. And it, you can it, kill it, people. It did sound better than than the standard MMO with the notion of going through yes. these different and stories. Yes, and hey, soon
2: you can but, have uh, gay romances.
1: Yes, couldn't you already do that in Mass Effect? In Mass Effect. Oh. I will tell you, as as playing a Sith in Star Wars, I have pushed so many people off cliffs, <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> Every time there's a quest and there's someone standing near a ledge, I'm like, oh, please, come on. Well, can't any Jedi do that? I mean, yeah, in theory,
0: Jedi can force push. In theory. The, but they don't get that as a mission, go assassinate that guy with the force. No, it, it's
1: it's just part of the Sith life cycle. You come up, you're trained by your master, push your master off a cliff, take on an apprentice, apprentice pushes you off a cliff. Or lava, you know.
2: Lava (laughs) works. Right. If you ever become a Sith, I would definitely recommend investing in a nice parachute.
1: Some base jumping lessons. Do do not take on an apprentice. (laughs) That's
2: crazy talk. Yeah,
1: I've got an apprentice, so I know how I'm going to die.
2: much easier to practice (laughs) base jumping.
1: (laughs) Uh, You probably need the apprentice
0: to watch your back for a while until, Mm. you know, he's the one who takes over stabbing you in the back.
2: Look, if you just get the most incompetent apprentice possible... He'll never actually kill you, and he's the only one who can kill you, so you become immortal.
1: <laughs> Problem That's, solved. That
2: works, right?
1: <laughs> I'm sure that'll work out.
0: Okay, that was some very thorough discussion out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, two different L5R segments
2: that then ended on an on L5R topic.
0: Yes, we are dedicated yes. to our craft.
2: Stay tuned next week for our D&D Tour podcast.
0: <laughs> Until then, for Jay Earl and Justin Furdy, I'm Chris Stevenson. You've been listening to Strange Assembly. You can download more episodes of Strange Assembly on iTunes or from our website at www.strangeassembly.com. While you're at our website, you can check out the frequently updated main page, or talk with us on the forums. You can also email me directly at chris@strangeassembly.com, or you can follow Strange Assembly on Facebook or Twitter, Strange Assembly, either place. Thanks for listening.